When some people are tossing their high strangeness salads, they go for Skinwalker Blue Cheese, Skinwalker Balsamic Vinaigrette, or even Skinwalker Caesar. But Steve and Joey, they know that only one secret sauce will satiate their paranormal cravings. They're hungry for Skinwalker Ranch. Could I either chow down on an Italian radicchio salad again, because radicchio is underrated, with roasted red peppers, big old mozzarella chunks, and rockets, 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 and more rockets, all with the side of Season 3, Episode 2 of the Sacred Skinwalker Ranch, Pick Tack 2. <laughs> As well. That's the joke. <laughs> and y'all, can you hear me now? There we go. That was yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bad, I think. The effect makes the voice louder. Oh, but yeah. the voice yeah, seems make the effect louder. Cooler. So old proverb by Korg, the master. See. I guess. No, that's Yamaha. Oh, <laughs> Yamaha's son. Oh, yeah. Yamaha. <laughs> hey, Yamaha. I <laughs> uh, did see a store in North Park, San Diego today uh, called Reggae World. Oh, great. Does uh, Mr. Pitor go there? Did you meet up with him? <laughs> uh, did not, no, absolutely not. Uh, even though his his um, uh, fiancé, girlfriend, common-law wife uh, has been texting me to see when I will be down there mm. or let us know uh, when they'll be up here. But uh, right. it was just a weird little fluke, a little little day away with Dorsch Corner. So, um but uh, oh, yeah, I'm day for pay. <laughs> welcome to uh, Monday night. Not quite classic. We are not on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens like we usually are, where you can chat with us during the record of the show. Uh, but uh, we are live to each other on Zencaster, which is our uh, remote recording service of choice. And I said we live to video and I forgot. But well, I did as well. But also I think I need to get a camera in here because I have shelves if we did do video because my laptop is actually pushed back and under a shelf the way I have my oh, guys set up. So, so I need on, it's gonna be blocked. Yeah, it'd be like super weird. So it'll be blacked.com. Oh yes. Uh, so charming. <laughs> uh but uh yeah I was uh, out most of the day and tired and had stuff to take care of. So I uh, didn't want to push it so late for Steve to have to drive over here. But uh, anyway, we are right on track as usual. Uh, we are we are live at patreon.com slash probing To each other. Live recordings, two exclusive podcasts every month for only the $5 tier or higher if you would like to support us even more than $5. Uh, almost 100 pieces of content over there, if not more. There might be more at this point, but uh, these are full podcasts. There is not a piece of content over there other than the occasional little like message or question or poll or something like that. There is not a piece of content over there that is not. Little noodle twirl. Full podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Only half noodle twirls. Um, but uh, we got Adventurous Ghosts over there, a whole other show about ghost adventures, the hunkiest crew that hunts the paranormal and haunts the paranormal because you know we get haunted by ghosts but when we enter their space are we not haunting them as well wow (laughs) (laughs) mb mind blowjob uh and then we got uh, probing deeper which is uh you know we're probing a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of subjects it's more of our free form show now uh not a lot of content with the uh, ancient aliens folks left pretty much. We went through most of it that was relevant in any way. So, uh, and then a lot of tangential stuff, but we're doing 
Star Wars spoiler cast. We can do, we're probably going to do the Sandman spoiler cast review, uh, which, I mean, when you're talking high strangeness, Sandman is dealing with, you know, the ego, the id, with archetypical personification, Jungian archetypical personifications. Uh, and ultimately, it's a show about tulpas, right? These are thought forms. These are things that, because living minds think of them, they become real, right? So, uh, similar to American Gods, all that shit. was That was him too, right? Neil Gaiman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's, it It does, yeah, come into the who's is who's on first, mm-hmm. who's on second. Um, exactly. Yeah. Or did the apple or bee come first? Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this one's a little less, you know, man's here created gods. It's like they're there, but then they're a realm and they've been there eternal, but then they need the human. So yeah, there's, but there is that weird, who's serving who kind right. of element. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk all about it sometime pretty soon. Cause we're halfway through the month. Yeah. I was going to say maybe even tomorrow night. <laughs> yes. yeah, probably works. Um, but uh, excuse me. My booker is breaking her stay. You can't do that. Um, and if you want to support the show, she sits her ass down, uh, support the show by uh, getting t-shirts with, exclusive art by our friends you can get uh disc golf t-shirts you can get uh, probing ancient aliens logo t-shirts you can get not t-shirts of those same things uh got a technical t-shirts right you get tech tees you we got a compliment from the morally field course manager guy the old guy who sets people off no not um as as uh uh, Dorsch called out kind of a low rent Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest P. P. Worrell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, one of the guys that runs the pro shop and, you know, mm. spam and stuff. And uh, we gave him the website. We made sure he wrote it down. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm going to buy some because no. I'm trying to fill out my disc golf t-shirt collection. You know? Oh, there we go. What, uh, what design were you? Uh, I had the, uh, the front logo aim for the head. Okay. Um, yeah. Zombie basket t-shirt on. And then Dorsch had the bright blue black hole supply company oh, logo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always a hit. And, uh, uh, yeah, he was sweating a lot and you could really see it on there. Oh show. yeah. Well, cause he wants tech tees, but then he's like, well, I don't like them. So I'm like, Which right. Were- <laughs> Yeah. Well, I only want specific colors. Okay. Well, you always want black, but then you want this blue one. Well, yeah, but I don't want that. I just it, like I don't know what you want. <laughs> He's very specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, remember when we got him shoes, and then he never wore them. Yes. Uh, I'm not a usually a big skin shower in public, but at this point in my life, I don't care. I, if I got a I, like, I brought an extra T-shirt because mm. we were going somewhere afterwards. Uh, I mean, we're getting into how would you and Steve enjoy? But yeah, I was gonna say, we'll it was that. funny that he went into the car just to change his t-shirt to sit mm. down and like, cover up. And I was just, you know, in the back with the hand. Yeah. It was like, it takes two seconds, whatever. Right. Here's right. It's, be- it's a beach city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, as, uh, uh, as, as every single person, Oh, you can also get disc golf discs, like oh, real disc golf, yeah. not frisbees that with marker that say disc golf yeah. play on them. <laughs> Hole uh, goes here, right? <laughs> uh, and it's a picture of the basket, but the basket's in the real world, not on right. the disc, which is strange. But, uh, but yeah, we have a segment called "Reaching for the Stars," as everyone knows about. It's a little uh, uh, segment again where we ask segments everywhere to segment us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go on those platforms or your podcatcher of choice and uh, 
give us a five-star rating. Help other people, other little prolapsernauts, touch down on the surface of our pink, uh, pink moist planets Cowlets. Uh, out there. And you can all have a little uh, uh, pound party <laughs> on the stink boy surfaces. Did you say and, on the stink boy services? Uh, these pink boys oh. uh, services uh, or pink moist services. And right. then the camera pans out and you find out it's just Pino's lubed head, his lubed yes. bald head. What well, you thought were those prolapse deep was a Kenyans. Yeah. Where you, what you thought were bacon Kenyans were just Pino's uh, dried uh, psoriasis-based scalp. Exactly. <laughs> uh, many I don't think he has psoriasis. Cans he has <laughs> had. Yeah. Probably uh, cancerous, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a great five-star review from regular listener and supporter, Anedgo. And he writes... Two guys and one working microphone stand, and that still stands true as of this record. Five stars. It's a podcast about ancient aliens, Skinwalker Ranch, Back to Tanks, Disc Golf, Modern Times, and West Coast. <laughs> Check your wokeness at the door and get ready to laugh with two guys that love <laughs> high strangeness almost as much as they love musicals. Enjoy a net go. Uh, <laughs> Check your wokeness at the yeah. door. Like a fucking Luis Ayers. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right, we're going to cream into these plants and you're going to like it. <laughs> Classic Louis C.K. <laughs> Wasn't that what he did? He like, or that other oh, guy yeah. did that too. He was, uh, uh Aziz Ansari just uh, well, Aziz, I know, didn't, but, didn't uh, execute the claw very well. But right. uh, uh, yeah, Louis C.K. He would uh, masturbate uh, in front and consensually. Apparently, he would masturbate yeah. in front of uh, his fellow co- uh, comedians, as they used to say for female comedians. Right, uh, and well, I think some other women too. But they're like, oh, they said yes, but again, he didn't realize. Oh, well, in theory, he still could be abusing power because exactly. they're saying yes because they're like, well, I don't want to say no to him. Right. Yes, I was not defending him. I was just no, saying, no, 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 no. Yeah, because uh, uh, once yeah. her face, I know Sarah Silverman was like, yeah, he would do that, and I'd be like, whatever. But She's then like, other I just people, I think, were a little sad and funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, who's the other guy that went down with all that stuff? Like super duper hardcore guy. Uh, oh, that went down with the woke stuff. No, like, with with the, the Me Too stuff. Oh, uh, who was no. the Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought the you one. Know, I, I think he cranked it into plants. What got oh. pretty? I know one of those people did, and I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> I think he had a very wide range of uh, of uh, activities that yeah. he was doing. Sorry, my dog is making it difficult to take her leash off of her. Um, but uh, no, uh, the latest comedian. He's not really getting me tooed, but he is uh, uh, being criticized because he has, and I'm sure you've seen some memes, but it's Dane Cook because uh, mm. he has, he's like 52 and he has a 23 year old oh, fiance right. <laughs> and he he's like been quoted as saying like, oh yeah, we've known each other for many years and I've loved her for a very long yeah, time. And someone's like, <laughs> and hey, like less than five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I hope many years equals less than five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh and what a weird what a weird trajectory that guy had. He was on top of the world in like the early aughts. And uh yeah, he was doing fucking Madison Square Garden. He had the the album, uh the comedy album that was like the microphone was a sword hilt, you know, and he had the uh then he had the right. other comedy album where the microphone was a boner and he was screaming naked. Uh, on the cover, but right. And he was uh, in yeah movies and stuff. And then one day everyone 
thought it was cool to hate him. Like real yes. comedians were like, that guy sucks. Well, and he, speaking of Louis C.K., he was accused of stealing Louis C.K.'s bits. Mm. And so that in the comedy world, he got kind of like, not extra me for women, but me too for being like a hack, I guess. But he still claims he didn't. There was the that show, Louis, that was really a pretty good show. But then he fucked it all up with his uh, uh, incidents. Uh, they kind of did a funny like role reversal where he had him on the show and Dane Co- as Dane Cook and Dane Cook was accusing Louis of stealing a bit, mm. like stealing a joke, basically like recreating the same conversation, but flipping it right side. But uh, it was interesting. I got very meta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> epic. And Hi, uh, I'm very awake. Overused. <laughs> terms ever but uh but yeah thank you anedgo but yeah please leave us five star ratings even if you don't review us but those five star ratings help the podcast get found algorithmically somehow because apple Podcasts will never reveal how it actually works because uh, they don't even know themselves exactly it's, um, uh, it's taken on its own sentience i think it is funny though how there's a one star or a three star from april that always shows up first over all the other recent five stars that is weird yeah i don't care like, thanks a lot apple <laughs> yeah yeah it's like is this the most because it's not like they have a thing that votes on like uh the most people found this helpful you know yeah upvoted or anything but um anyway so uh but yeah reviews at least as far as we know are are like the one of the biggest um i don't know the biggest what would you call components of the algorithm that are positive yeah one of those yeah again it's like oh people are engaged with it they're reviewing them Right. And we should probably show this to other people. Exactly. Um, there, I didn't have much news. Again, I look and I look. There's, again, there continues to be James Webb telescope stuff. There, I mean, there was a funny piece of news where uh, it went around the other day where, and a lot of people in like the UFO Twitter and kind of occult Twitter um, were sharing it, but it was like uh, one, a, a CERN. You know, CERN, the Large Hadron Collider at CERN was uh, uh, quoted as saying, uh, without being asked, apparently, it was like he was being asked about something else. And he was like, before you ask, uh, no, uh, employees, you know, scientists at CERN are not engaged with, an, with a demonic force <laughs> trying to open up a portal to a demon dimension or like something right, like right. that. But everyone's like, why are you protesting too much? Like, why we didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> But that was interesting. But I mean, I mean, we've had the I talked about how Oak Ridge, uh, which is what the it's the facility that the one in Stranger Things is based off of. It's in Tennessee. Uh, they were saying that, yeah, we want to open a portal to another dimension and with our they have like a smaller uh, collider, uh, atom collider or whatever. the mm. fuck. So uh, anyway, but yeah, lots of new James Webb telescope pictures, which are always fun. But uh, I think they they looked back. They had like the earliest picture now of the known universe, and it showed like a hyper compressed cluster of galaxies. Mm. Uh, so it's like almost again, like it's like almost proving the Big Bang happened, or at least that model. Right, some sort know? of, yeah, it's such a funny thing to think like if you just keep magnifying the telescope, you're seeing back in space and time. Like it's so weird. <laughs> well, yeah, and if the further away you go, the more you could see if you traveled fast enough, which you couldn't, but yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. Because again, all those people out there, religious freaks, are like, oh, the world's only 6,000 years old. It's like, okay, do you believe in math or science? 
maybe is this plus this yes uh okay speed of light means for me to see something it has to be traveling that far so that means it took over six thousand years to get to my eyeballs which means it's older than six thousand years exactly yeah uh, no 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 well that's just how that's the literal math and science of it not even science the literal math <laughs> You can't have it both ways. Right. Um, I believe in the universe traveling at the speed of love, actually. See, see. Uh, <laughs> it I made morphs a long journey you're one night and found a, a guru uh, at uh, the, the district. In, yeah, the district. <laughs> uh, West Coast. Spe- specificism, not to be confused, locals with the district that's off of Jamboree, exactly. which is large not mall. the shopping center mall, right. <laughs> but the actual bar. This is the district, which is an old bar in the Orange Circle in Orange, C. California. Uh, one of the uh, the the home of uh, Chapman University, which is an oft-filmed university, especially when scenes take place in Florida or like the South, like, or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just flat. Yeah. Right. Sunny, it, it's green. sunny. They got palm trees in front of it. It can kind of well, be any Southern tropically sort of environment. And know? they have all like Cal State Fullerton, their theater and actually movie departments really strong. I think Cal oh, State okay. Long Beach has a good movie department too, but um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Chapman also known for its theater and movie yeah. uh, as well as Chapman brewery, which is across the street. But not to be confused with uh, the Chappy Man, aka Chaps, one of my yeah. three cats, or B Chappy, aka Hot and Rowdy, <laughs> your cousin Brandon, uh, which you can see at. Which now you've just said they're full. <laughs> That's fine. You know, he he needs a little uh, uh, support spice in his life. Yeah, um, he's at those baseball games all the time. He's yeah. He's going ham with his girlfriend. People uh, thought he was fat Mike Trout. Like, literally, they thought he was Mike Trout. <laughs> it's like, what did he eat, Mike uh, Trout? <laughs> uh, wasn't There was Mike Trout, and then, then earlier, in the, like, the 90s and 80s, it was Tim Salmon, right? There, yeah, Tim. Yeah, there's a lot of fish-based uh, caricatures and <laughs> the, oh, the angels in the outfield. <laughs> oh, God, what a movie. Uh, such, such a fucking weird movie to see. Because I think that was everyone's first movie where Christopher Lloyd wasn't uh, Doctor Emmett Brown, yeah, from Back to the Future. So, um, but anyway, now we're gonna get to uh, our segment, everyone's favorite segment. We'll, we'll give it to uh, let's give it to Anedgo this time because we're not doing a chat. Usually, the rule is uh, first person in the Twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens chat is the person <laughs> who gets to ask us how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joey? Or it's the newest Patreon supporter that we have, but I don't think we've had one in since the last time we talked about somebody. So. Spoke. Uh, Anedgo is asking, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joey? I'm doing okay. Um, yes, last week, not a bad week. Um, yeah, nothing too wild and crazy. Friday, we did end up going to the fair because it was the last weekend of it. Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah, I think I saw your, your, just well, we did the, I did the probing story where the, uh, pig had giant nuts (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, I bet they hit the water as well. Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, wander around there. Didn't get too crazy with the food. I did have a Texas-sized donut and some Aussie mm. potatoes. Those are always uh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the meat and stuff, again, the barbecue, I'm like, eh, nothing's, like, great that I really want to pay, like, $25 for, like, a tri-tip sandwich or anything. When it's, like, when now, especially now that you make better right. food than that. Right, right, right. So, I mean, there's there's good stuff there. I just, again, wasn't, like, feeling like going super nutty. Um. So, yeah, that was fun. And then Saturday, we had a nice long beach day to beat the heat. Um, Went down to Old Crystal Cove and caught some tasty waves body surfing. Uh, and then what did we do? Shit. Now I'm, now I'm totally blanking on what we did the rest of the day. Um, is that when we went to the South Coast? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I was like, I feel like you guys went shopping. <laughs> yeah, we went to uh, South Coast Plaza, uh, and I uh, went to Uniqlo and got some new shorts because that place is actually pretty decent uh, for anyone out there who likes basics and blanks. I had never heard of that. This is this is far East Coast elitism. <laughs> never heard of that store until I walked around. Tokyo, Japan. Uh, mm. I saw Uniqlo, and I was like, "What is this store?" And I was with the uh, that girl Stephanie that nobody right. liked right. <laughs> because you were supposed to be on that trip with me, right, <laughs> for work. And uh, uh, she was like, "You never heard of Uniqlo?" And I was like, "I have not." And she's like, "Oh, they're they're in the states all over the place. There's one in you know some close mall. It probably was South Coast Coaster. I don't know, but right. Uh, but in Japan, and maybe they do out here. They had." hipster bicycles they had mm. uh, like old like uh briefcase carrying bags that look like old leather you know what i mean just like hipster kind of shit so yeah yeah uh very big store but uh, yeah here it's mostly men's and women's basics um and blanks so yeah no like branded content exactly. uh, or anything like that so i have kind of those like they're like kind of looking like cargo shorts but they're not exactly that i've been wearing lately mm-hmm uh, so I got another pair of those. They had another pair of relax fits. Their underwears are pretty nice. Um, but the the fun part is, it sounds stupid, but um, I've been saying for years, and people are always shocked when I know it, um, but RFID technology, right? So mm-hmm. you don't even barcode yourself up out of there. You literally take your pile of clothes, <laughs> throw it into a bucket, uh-huh. and then it says, here's all your shit you just bought, and then you check out. You don't scan okay. or do anything because RFIDs just read right, right. as they go into the bucket. So it knows exactly what you just bought. Nice. Uh, so that is a dumb fun thing. Um, yes. And you, then you've some, seen the memes going around uh, where it's like uh, Amazon fresh will now only require people to, you know, raise their hand to a button or I, I don't know, something mm-hmm. like that. And then it, it was the, uh, the uh, Mr. Pitt from Seinfeld when he had the shirt polish oh. mu- mm-hmm. mustache mm-hmm. and he's like, our stocks will rise high. <laughs> ZK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes. uh, uh, and then yeah, Sunday went, uh, did you go to Ruby's at South Coast Plaza? No, no, no. <laughs> you go to our restaurant at South Coast Plaza. Did I what? Did you go to our restaurant at South Coast? No, no, no. We went to um, East Borough, which is a, a oh, nice Vietnamese right. restaurant. Um, yeah, that you tried that uh, chili sauce. I did not try the chili paste. They were oh, selling it. Um, oh, you so could just call it there. Yeah, exactly. So they sell a lot of the sauces and stuff. Um, so I know Colin had shared our with our group all of yes. his uh, crisp chili oils. Uh, yes. So I figured Bye-bye since that was right by his house, I would get it to him. Uh, and then 
yeah, Sunday kind of went down to Daner Point and walked around and then went to dinner with my stepmom at uh, Open Sesame. Oh, nice. In the LBC. Yes, it were all off second strength there. Wow. Uh, the journey. South, yeah. south, deep south county. No, I that's deep north there. county. Welcome down to Dana Point here. I was thinking oh, south to first, yeah, yeah. all the way up to, well, no, that's south county to south county because that's yeah. southern uh, the LA. LA. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It was, you know, light teleport. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how was that? You hadn't seen her in a while, right? Yeah, probably April, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. no, no. Yeah, we saw them for a dinner a while back. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was everything was fine. We ate outside and weather was nice. And then, yeah, had a normalish Monday. So how about you, Joel? Uh, yeah, Friday had some very successful uh, Detroit kind of Sicilian pizza in the pan at night. Um, we uh, uh, relax. We watched. What did we watch Friday? We watched an action voice movie. We watched a great movie starring Charles Bronson called Hard Times. And it's a, uh, everyone knows Charles Bronson from Death Wish and some of his other films. But uh, he, this is a, this is a very unique premise. Uh, It's a street fight movie, which A is always cool. Uh, But it was a street fight movie that took place during the Great Depression. So like an interesting time period. So, and there's there's like boxing movies that take place in, but this is like about illegal street fighting rings. And so it had like James Coburn in it and whatever. And uh, it was great. It was very entertaining. Probably the best James Bronson or James Bronson, Charles Bronson movie that uh, like story, action, everything worked. It wasn't just, just, yeah, just yeah. well in terms of his his him as an actor, like the less he talks, the better. He's like a great facial expression guy. Uh, right. And so then his lines and hit the character was supposed to be like a very quiet, all ta- all walk, no talk kind of guy. He kind of looks uh, like if you mixed Gordon and Tony Clifton together. Mm, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was mustacheless in this uh, particular film, right. which was also interesting. But uh, uh, fight choreography was OK. A lot to be desired. It was very repetitive, but it at least seemed. You know, for for two people that just learned to fight on the streets, it seemed pretty, I don't know, uh, at the epitome of 70s. You know, I mean, this was post Bruce Lee's, Bruce Lee's death. So uh, the, the choreography scene really tanked after that still until Jackie Chan made it like a, about stunts more than right. Right. So um, and then, uh, yeah, Saturday we. Uh, finished hanging a lot of pictures, uh, mirrors, pictures, more pictures. There was just a lot of kind of like random stuff that was still sitting on the ground. Uh, and, uh, so that was nice. We're almost there. I think the, the room that we're recording in usually is the last one with a few things to hang. So, um, and then do some earthquake strapping on the, uh, earthquake strap ons on the, the, the shelves, the bookshelves here. But, uh, and then Saturday night. We watched what I think is maybe my one of my top two worst Marvel movies of all time, which is uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, you didn't like it? I thought that was fucking stupid. Oh, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It could have been a cool, uh, it was a cool premise. Like, I was like, oh, cool. Like Sam Raimi, that that could be good. Uh, and I mean, like all Marvel things, it's it's entertaining, but. Sarah is far more forgiving than I am, but even she was like, this movie is so fucking dumb. Because <laughs> like, mm. it was. There was like, the logic was dumb. The special effects were terrible. I was like, mm. I was like, am I watching a CW show with a slightly better budget? Like, 
And so, not that it's a big deal. I think you guys are some of the only people I've ever heard that said they didn't like it. I know three other people that thought it was uh, kind of dumb, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was kind of a weird like fan sir. Like I know that like the the comics get into the multiverse stuff and whatever, but like uh, it was very fan servicey. But like I don't know, everyone acted like they didn't care about being in the movie, and somehow <laughs> the funniest thing is somehow Benedict Cumberbatch's doctor strange american accent gets worse every time he portrays him and his hair gets more fake every time he portrays. it's like mm-hmm. hyper just for men whatever but yeah. uh, I, I also i didn't love the premise or really buy the premise i thought it was kind of like i really liked wandavision and so then and this isn't a spoiler spoiler it's it's not a spoiler because uh, it's in the trailers but she's kind of the bad person in the movie and the premise of uh, and I had actually that what was cool about it was I had a, a good, a, like an interesting conversation with my wife. Cause I was like, what do you think as someone who is a gender studies major about, I I'm seeing a trend in a lot of movies, like the last four or five years, movies and shows about the mother who loses their children in some way and then kind of goes crazy to get them back and will, and becomes ruthless to get them back. And so it was interesting hearing her opinion about it. Um, and, uh, uh, cause it, but it's kind of get like, it, it seemed like I really liked WandaVision and her whole character arc in that it was very like sad, I thought, and she played it really well. But in this, I didn't buy that. She would just become fucking evil, like horrifically evil and, and mm-hmm. then do all this horrible stuff and fucking kill people. So, uh, also again, I think it's in the trailer, but there's a part where, because it's a multiverse, there's an, an alternate Doctor Strange who has a third eyeball, you know, on the where right. the gland is. That shit looked worse than fucking like Xena Warrior Princess special. <laughs> I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It looked like an Instagram filter was on his head. And I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, there were some cute little uh, uh, cameos and things like that. But uh, it, uh, I found it more entertaining than Black Panther, though, however which is probably my least favorite Marvel Marvel thing of all time. But, uh, Oh, uh, Shang-Chi or Iron Oh Fist. yeah. Ooh, that's, that, that's the, you just named my top three. <laughs> <laughs> they could rotate. Uh, and again, there's, there's fine stuff in all of them. It's not like any of these movies are like, you know, a bad porno or something like that, but it's just, that's, it's, it's kind of like the book of Boba Fett when it's like, when there's so much, there's so many people and so much power behind this how can these XYZ things slip past and everyone goes, yeah, that's great. That's good. You know, I'm just like, okay. So the quality control doesn't seem great, but um, anyway, uh, so we watched that and then, uh, oh, and we went to um, big beer there, drunk that exclusive. So uh, sadly the, uh, the theory and league modern times, Facebook groups died as of yesterday, like late last night. Uh, Lots of funny posts. In those groups, but uh, Sarah, I'm in the unofficial group at this point. What's that? I said I'm in the unofficial group. I started that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But uh, we went to uh, after doing all the picture hanging and stuff. We went to Monkish, which is right down the street Mm. from the packing house. And I was like, I, you know, we we've been to Monkish. uh, I mean, we reviewed it fucking episode one, I think, on our terror episode two, technically two or three. Torrance, Torrance tour of torrents brewery tour Tor- tours. uh and it was great our, our biggest criticism which kind of became a funny meme for them is like hey these are all banger hazy ipas and they all kind of taste the same too but they're yes, all excellent right so 
uh, still kind of sim. I mean, there's still there's a variety for sure, but like the similar the the space was pretty cool. No, nobody can beat the modern times Anaheim space. Like it's still the best brewery right. space probably ever. But uh, but I mean, it was it was so nice to have like four or five hazy options and i was talking to the gal the bartender gal and because some some drunk guy was in front of me in line and he's like are all you guys uh ipas hazy and she's like well we try not to use that term we try to say new england or whatever but she's like but yes unless it's otherwise specified we specialize in our new new england style ipas and uh so i was like cool like i kind of knew that but um so then he was like, oh, cool, because I just kind of like clear beers and West Coast. She's like, well, we have a bunch of those, too. I got to read my paper for it. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, I, I was talking to her and I was like saying like, oh, yeah, like I'm a, a member at the Bottle Club in Modern Times. And we just, you know, we we're chatting about that, about the, how their quality control has gone so downhill for anything <laughs> not in old world style. So uh, she was like, yeah, she's like, we will fucking pour out an entire tank if it is not the same foggy window that you've had two years ago, right? Like right. that recipe is the same. It should always be the same or better than she's like, and I know that's a waste of money, but we pride ourselves on quality control and consistency. And also you can just buy cans of like three of their hazies. They pretty much never. Well now, yeah, you know, that used to not be the thing. It was right, like, right. they, they used to announce at 12 PM. They had a sale on a Wednesday and it would be gone by 1230. Yes. It's like, cool. I'm not driving to Torrance. By the time I get there, it's going to be gone. Right. <laughs> hey guys, you have a four hour window, um, to buy this. You cannot park in the parking lot. Uh, it's probably going to sell out. You have to line up this way. And yeah, it's at like 1 PM. So you have to like skip work. <laughs> it's, it's just like, yeah. they made it so difficult <laughs> to get their beers. Uh, but yeah, so they've they definitely learned at opening this this second location. Well, I think the hype's died down too. Because in COVID too, you could like pre-order and then I think they've just caught up. I also feel like hazies are on the downtrend right, right. overall. Um, so people just not that they don't like them, but they're just not as sought after. Right. And so uh but it's nice because they're at least they just have the second location, not you know, tried to build four. And uh and they were they were very busy, uh, but very well staffed. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would say like Green Cheek and and them have probably the same level of quality control. But Green Cheek has a, you know a more overtly tasteable variety in there. Yeah, more ver- yeah. But I mean, Variants. all of the monkish ones are like, oh god, I could drink this all day. Like they're all yeah. super delicious. So uh, we went to the packing district, which is like a little indoor mart. Got to, we went to the chippy. Got the, some fish the and packing chain. house, I believe. Packing house. Sorry. Um, and then uh, yeah, we've said district quite a bit this episode. And then yes, yeah, also uh, Harry Potter bottle logic is episode two beer there. Tour oh, Torrance is episode three. Right. I just double checked because I was like, because then yeah, was the episode order? zero <laughs> slash one was the October the fake October fest. Yeah. yeah bradley's house so um but uh yeah sunday was uh i got up and uh relaxed a decent amount in the morning which was nice um i'm playing man if you're a fan of this show and you play video games they regularly you gotta play a game from remedy entertainment called control it is it is like it is fucking like high strangeness the video game but it's about a fictional bureau that interfaces with that, that is kind of like there's a, there's an entity called the board and 
if anyone just plays it, I can explain it all I want, but it, cause, but it's like, so quick review is the gameplay is excellent. It's a third person shooter, but you fucking eventually, your character eventually gets like levitation powers and, and telekinetic powers and you're launching shit at the, like, so it's a really good, you know, kind of arena third person shooter in that sense. But then it's like the most amazing mix of gameplay and like lore. And then the story that you're actually going through is fascinating. Cause it's all about objects of power and, uh, like fucking other ultra terrestrials and like all this crazy shit. So I'm doing it a very big disservice by describing like that. But if anyone remedy is the same company that I, you probably heard of this game. Cause you were a big Xbox guy for a while, but Alan wake, did you ever play Alan wake or you had, you heard of no. that game? Okay. So Alan wake was like, it became, that's what like put them on the map back in 2010 as a development studio. And it was like a very Stephen King esque game where, uh, a writer goes to a small town to like finish his book, but then he finds out that his book has become real and he has to like stop the evil darkness monsters that have become real from his writing and all that shit. This game even has deal a whole DLC chunk um, that has to do with it. So they're like, it's, it's a whole like interconnected thing, whatever, but really fascinating game about like beings made of pure resonance and like all like very deep level, high strangeness, shit super good so mm-hmm. i had played it a few years ago when it came out um but uh i'd always told myself i would buy the ultimate edition which had all of the dlc um you know that which was like more areas of the bureau that you're in a whole a whole you know whole like three whole other story and like gameplay segments and stuff mm-hmm. uh and they're making a sequel i believe which is good because it sold really well well. well so it's like it's the most unique blend of all those things and it's good like it's actually good you know like mm-hmm. like there'll be games where it's like i'll forgive shitty gameplay if the story is super compelling or vice versa you know if the gameplay is awesome and stories i'm like well at least it's fun to play but uh yeah so i'm i'm still finishing through the final dlc on that but that is uh I, because i've gotten so deep into like all kind of starting with hell you know ancient aliens and hell stuff and then this penny royal stuff and cybernetics and all it's so much more satisfying to play because now I'm understanding things even because there's so much weird mystery in it. And, and to the point where the characters who are like in a bureau dedicated to studying this stuff, they're like, we have to invent entirely new fields of science to study this one weird object of power that's doing like some rubber duck that is like making kids uh, disappear like weird, you know what I mean? And they go investigate mm-hmm. it and they now can contain that object and study it and wonder like why it's happening and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, and you're going in, you're going, uh, the astral plane is a very big, uh, portion of the gameplay in this, <laughs> in this game too. So it's like, it's really out there. So kudos to Sam Lake, who's kind of the, the auto, he's like the director behind and head writer behind most of remedies games, but, uh, very unique studio and a good game. Um, and then, yeah, had a good Arma session. We've been focusing on, uh, unarmed stuff for the past, like two months. And then we went to mommy and stepdaddy's house for the first time in like two months as well with the dogs. And that was nice. So they did a giant smoked Turkey, which came out really good. It was pretty green. It was very good. So, uh, yeah. And then today went to, we took, I took the day off with, uh, Dorsh corner, went to Morley field down in San Diego, made a little trek. Got there in record time. We were there an early, an hour, or I was late getting to his house, but we were an hour early for our tea time. But luckily, oh. they let us go. What uh, What was your timing? 
uh, we, it was 1030 was the tea time and we got there at like 928. So oh, yeah, I was gonna uh, say it only takes I mean, if there's rush hour, maybe an hour and a half, but usually just about an hour from here. Exactly. But again, if you want to do a McDean stop or something. Yeah, we didn't stop. We, we were just getting there early because he was convinced there would be traffic. Um, and I was like, well, the traffic would be going kind of the other way from here, but whatever. So, well, yeah, I mean, going down, it's not great. Like you can definitely get stuck in Del Mar or going in, into the city, but that's late enough in the day um, that you shouldn't. Well, the Del Mar part's always very real. Yeah, there was there was zero. Thankfully, some of those spots, um, like by your wedding venue, they're they're almost being done being widened now. So yeah. Well, and also today was the first day of school for a lot of people, so yes. I think people are just not in summer vacation mode either. So again, a Monday. Exactly. Yeah. Also, if they're taking their kids to school, that's probably throwing off their their regimen anyway. Yes. Getting into Dorsch's neighborhood where there is a giant school was a big pain in the ass this morning. Oh, yeah. Just just turning right in his neighborhood from the, mm-hmm. the street you exit off of the freeway is took me eight minutes to turn right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, I've been actually uh, putting pra- practice putting the last couple weeks and I actually was making putts that I should be making. So there you go. Uh, got a couple birdies. I only threw like two wild shots and one one of them was just a dumb mistake it was the first shot of the day and the other one is because i slipped because all their tee pads were the driest of dry sand so it's like we were like kind of sweeping them off i forgot my little broom uh, yeah. that i'll sometimes bring but uh they were very dirty tee pads very slippery but uh other than that through really solid shots um and uh did you guys play twice we just played once it was because it was hot as fuck um and uh we were we were maybe depending on timing we were maybe going we we're gonna go to north park uh beer co because that is the place where all the theory members would say when they tried to gaslight me and say that modern times hazies were never good they're like they're like modern times they don't know how to pick hops i've been i north park beer co is where it's at for the number one hazies in the country and i was like okay so I just wanted to try it and see. Plus, they had a collab with Green Cheek. They had a triple mm-hmm. IPA that no, they had in cans. I bought four four packs of them, but uh, and it was really good. So, but yeah, their hazies were really good. Like Mon- Monkish and Green Cheek, maybe like five percent, ten percent better. Um, but I mean, yeah, solid. It, enough. it was super, super good. So, uh, and they had food there, which was nice. By the time we were done eating and talking and stuff, um, we were maybe gonna go to the course that's closer to to you and he that you guys sometimes play at because i'd never been there god that's by the not time uh, <laughs> by the time we were uh driving back i was like i was like eh, i still i was on the fence i was like i shouldn't just not record tonight because i'm taking the day off i have plenty of time like we you know there was thankfully very little traffic on the way home as well so i was like let's just you know go home also now that i had the 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 hazers in the car and it was 92 degrees outside. I didn't want right. to stop for another hour and leave the car yeah. parked with it in there without a cooler or something. So again, uh, that, that course I'll go to out of desperation midweek or not midweek, you know, like a Friday or something, uh, but I would, well, I mean, just cause there's no, there's nothing else around here. So it's like, right. Okay. If it was, again, if it was all golf course round, which is, you know, right. If it was biking distance, I mean, it's fun enough, but it's just an open park. Exactly. Right. There's yeah. nothing exciting or there's not or even tee like, pads, right? It's just grass. Yeah. Yeah. Just signs and then wherever you tee off. So again, you probably made, and obviously I like recording, but if you didn't, that's fine. But I would have 
recommended this just purely out of that course being a little bit of a waste. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ford being a hundred degrees outside. Exactly. And yeah. you've already golfed and it's like, okay, yeah, we already golfed wound down and had two beers each. So it was like, uh, right. like kind of like, you know, so, um, but, uh, yeah, it was nice though, because like, uh, the field works paying off all of my, my shots went where I'd hoped they would go. Like I was, I, everything felt easier. Like, like I was just like, Oh, this is nice to just like, I didn't even feel sore or tired or anything. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I see you didn't play, uh, or did you play? No, you haven't been playing Huntington at all. Yeah. Not as much. I played a few times. Ding dong hit you up, basically. He hasn't actually. Actually, Dorsch is the only one that's like hit me up to play Huntington so far when he was up here at his mother-in-law's house but uh, or his grandma's house or something. But yeah. um, But I I will start soon, especially once I figure out uh, the work thing, which hopefully I'll have uh, progress on that this week. uh, They told me today. So um, we'll see what kind of my new, if that happens, knock on wood, then, you know, if I have a new kind of downtime schedule, we'll see. But, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, now, uh, I am here. Watch the episode and we're here. So, um, that is how I'm doing in a very long winded way, but Hey, it's 45 minutes in. It's the same as always. Uh, that three star reviewer can, hmm. But, um, yeah, other than that, I think we can kick off. Jump on in. We can launch the uh, second episode, the Brr. anti-penultimate episode. Yeah. Of- Which he does talk about. I was tempted to stop and record. He's like, "They're com- it's coming on us. Here it comes. I'm yeah. just going to come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's shooting all over. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the season two uh, sorry, this the episode, the episode two of season three um, of the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and it is titled again Tic Tac Two. Uh, what was that? That was just on my phone. I forgot because the audio's on. Oh, okay. uh, uh, for the uh, music, it was a very well produced uh, pornography scene. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> the most adult. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Tic Tac. Two and uh, what are your high level thoughts on Tic Tac Two? Um, outside of all the, the <laughs> uh, all the the funny comments aside, this episode was just okay. Uh, I think it was pretty frustrating that they have all this crazy equipment, and when they quote unquote see another Tic Tac, it's like so blurry, right? And they can't <laughs> get in on it. And I'm like, you're telling me you're planning on filming up into the sky? There's quote unquote UAPs or whatever all over the place, and you don't have any camera anywhere. Right. Again, maybe down the road at the end of the season, like, well, we did have these other ones, and here's how you can zoom in. But I'm like, well, remember last episode when they set up their own gnarly cameras that would be monitoring all the time around the triangle? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there should be hopefully, <laughs> hopefully something. Right. Um, but not it was just like hyper zoomed in camera there shot. It is, and it's like <laughs> blur. It's like not even the clouds are nothing's clear. It's just everything's blurry. I'm like, God damn it. Like, yeah. okay. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, and then the, I'm like, just get out of the car when you're running these things because it keeps dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, they just talked to the neighbors. Again, it was like fine, but. I don't know. I wasn't super impressed with this episode. Yeah. If, if the phenomena that was happening at the end when they were launching rockets in succession and the, this entire mobile unit 
like it's designed to be mobile and be powered by mobile, you know, car power, whatever the hell they have hooked up as power sources. If that's generators like that, you don't, why do you need a car? Right. And and who knows? I have no clue what they were powering it on. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to just be like, okay, if, if it, if what happened happened, like, which is tough because the, I don't, well on the, on the, it, on the, it happened in reality side. I don't believe that the dude who runs that company could act that well, you know, like being like, I don't think it was fake or anything, Uh, but. but it is, that is maybe one of the easiest turning something off unexpectedly is probably one of the easiest things to fake if you wanted to like right. you know and so even just like uh pushing the sleep button and then the camera just cuts right after that and you could you know what yeah. i mean but like i don't think it was and and that being the case that evidence is it's getting more um acute and more repeated right where it's literally and it was almost as if it was like a ritual or a spell where every time Travis was like, all right, we're about to launch another rocket five. And then it would turn off like all the equipment to monitor that rocket. would turn. Well, off. And then didn't more towards the night was like, kill the last. We're going to just stare at the sky and stuff like more yes. towards that when they were even done launching rockets. Like, And it just keeps failing. His system keeps failing. I'm like, maybe there's is just something wrong with this system. Well, yeah, they played up early like, oh, it's every time a rocket. And then later I'm like, it sounds like they mentioned it just keeps happening. Like, well, they were and they were trying to say as the rockets kept going, it kept happening. But then Thomas, which one of their failures as a as just a show, they should have made more of a point. Like the gentleman says, I got to jury rig this fucking thing. And we're like, the inappropriate version. (laughs) The jury rigging is Tom is Thomas Winterton. He had basically he has the thing on backup power by holding two live wires to the truck battery. <laughs> so like I think th- I think what they're implying is the jury rigging was they have the standard power supply and then a, a secondary one that even if the first one turned off whatever they called it the invert the battery inverter or something. Yeah, an inverter is basically a generator. So Got it. okay, I guess yeah, they did have a generator or something. Every time I don't know he's in on, his car. Yeah. Every time it turned on, it was some fucking uh role playing game numbers. It was nine 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 hit points on there. It was like yeah. it was like it was, he's like this this shouldn't be happening, you know, whatever. But it was it was just lame because it just looked like Thomas was trying to hotwire the truck like in the background, yeah. even though his I'm pretty sure exploded. what's that? I was joking, his head did start to swell as he was just <laughs> soaking in all the energy. Uh <laughs> And and God, I cannot stress enough how l- he looks like he's aged ten years between right. the last two seasons. It's so weird. Like the beard is one thing, but like he has these huge bags under his eyes now. Like his skin just looks like it's kind of sagging. But he doesn't look like he gained weight. He just looks less healthy than he did, which is right. weird. But, um. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I thought that the uh the pacing of the experiment was fine, but. I'm not sure how much I dig the <laughs> there's a conundrum, obviously, that the producers have with Thomas, Tom and Candace, right? The caretakers like because right, that's the the third quarter of the episode is right. them doing this interview. Right. And 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 apparently that's their new role. Right. Well, yeah, like, it was like, oh, go, they, the skinwalker doesn't end at the barbed wire. Go talk right. to the people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like Brandon was like, I need you to get out in the larger Uinta Basin community. And I guess just like kind of act like John Keel and go get stories of high strangeness yeah. from people. Offer them like, fire water. I have unlimited beads. You can trade these people anything you want. 
Uh, I don't know if it's uh, woke to say wampum anymore, but I mean, it is just a form of money. So I mean, I'm pretty awake. I feel (laughs) Uh, I get, you know, three hours of sleep every day. Yeah. Mostly Uh, deep. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's kind of a, it's, it's a pace killer. Right. So, uh, you know, I mean, Hey, when, if somebody's bringing that, that two gallon Costco Kirkland jug of pace picante sauce and they drop it, that's a pace killer. Exactly. Uh, but uh, no, it's a pace killer. It's like they're driving. And I'm like, okay, like they're kind of, they, they seem to be at least this episode doing the thing where they're sending them out to do confirmation, specifically to do confirmation bias by finding other UFO stories that are just like theirs. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if the plan was like not go door to door, but it's like, what, what is the, the database they're using to contact these people? Right? Like, were there calls coming into the show? That would be, I mean, again, I don't care. I just want to know why these people and why these incidents, right? So, because uh, they said briefly, like, oh, yeah, this this sheriff's deputy, whatever, he called us and told us he's got something to tell. And I'm like, okay, I don't think that's how it worked out. I think the producers probably did some research. They probably looked at the fucking MUFON website in the area and probably gave them some names and addresses, you know? So, but yeah, it's kind of a, I don't really care. I mean, Having having one of the that guy Corion, who was one of the Ute, like a long, you know, he's been a, a lifelong Ute uh, tribes member, and you know the Utes lived there for thousands of years, and he he grew up right down the road and whatever. That's cool, but he had literally nothing to add. Like he literally just went on and and said, yeah, you know, um, they the elders tell us to not talk about this stuff because if you talk about it, it could bring that negative force back. I'm like Travis multiple times a season, and then he did right after that goes. Now, Skinwalker classically came up from the the big fucking battle between the Utes and the Navajos when they screwed each other over for slavery and did it. And it's like, yeah, we know that. Like, it says it in the intro of the show, you know, <laughs> like, like, it's just so it's weird. Like, why with, when there's so much potential content, why are you reaching for stuff? But I don't know. I guess Candace and fucking Tom have a contract and they need something to do. So um, also, <laughs> did you notice when they, when, uh, when uh, manager Matt, Jim Morse, when it was bringing, he, 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 br- he's the liaison for all the guests to the ranch, I guess. That's like his fucking job. But did you notice that when he brought Corey, the native, uh, tr- the, the first tribe, the indigenous tribes people guy to, to Candace and Tom's homestead one, there was a small toddler mannequin next to the front of the like, next to the <laughs> game. Everyone walks in. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a legit child that they never talked about because they have it set up. It's life size. It looks realistic where like the kid is like reaching for the gate latch. <laughs> and I'm like, right. wait, what? And then it showed this, the shot of them again. And it's just a fucking mannequin with like cowboy boots and shit. On right. Like, just a weird lawn jockey there. kind of thing. What the fuck is this? <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah, so. I mean, even when the episode started off, and we'll just kind of go in order now, but like, I was like, you're going to do rockets again? Like, you've now they've made yeah, rockets. That's I was like, why are they rocketing? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, I guess there's just three. It's planes, rockets, and planes, balloons, rockets, planes, mm-hmm. like, you know, oh. early birds yeah. and whatever, too. But I'm just like, what, what? Travis wants to now shoot the rockets at the invisible something. And see if like they fucking bounce off the thing that's at the top of the triangle, right? That thing that's at fi- that force or that object or whatever that is sitting at about five five thousand five hundred feet above the triangle. That supposedly last episode, the payload bottles 
you know, the, the ketchup and mustard bottles were bouncing. The, the two that, that, would, that were trackable were looked like they were bouncing off something as they dropped them a few hundred feet below the helicopter. So, and going the wrong way in the wind. But I'm just like, really? You want to shoot rockets up there? I'm like, you would think if there was an energy signature up there, they could have a, a gnarly camera or something that had multiple different, you know, filters of like, here's the thermal, here's the this or whatever, like kind of like how the space telescopes use. Like, I know that that's a fucking, you know, billions dollar thing or something, but there are cameras where you can layer all those different filters on there, heat, thermal, this, whatever, or set them to different frequencies. And I guess that's why they have the spectrum analyzer, but it's like, well, you know, something's up there. Apparently it's sitting at 1.6 gigahertz, which you've never mentioned on the show that there's a consistent signature to the point where I'm like, now is this is this just juicing the con- the, the narrative of the show up because you'd think that would have been important to mention that that's like that oh every time we've had the spectrum analyzer going it's always at 1.6 gigahertz right so uh are you still there steve yeah okay i'm making sure because i didn't <laughs> i saw your line was quiet and i didn't know if uh I had been talking for the last five minutes <laughs> <laughs> into nothing yes. but um yeah so i'm just like you guys didn't fucking mention this anyway so they bring in the the guest the guest researchers of the show. It's a group called UAPX, which is a very douchey name. But right. two out of the well, three dudes, yeah. what's up? No, keep going. I was gonna say the one dickhead's like I've worked on this forever. Yeah, uh, the the two two of the dudes out of the three were uh, on the USS Princeton when the Tic Tac video was captured by jets that were not on the Princeton, but were you know, had, had taken off from the Princeton back in yeah. two thousand four. So the famous tic-tac video they were semi witnesses of they saw the video soon afterwards and uh but then they get interviewed and they talk about their experience it's like i guess it's cool to see like a picture of the dude when he's 20 doing his job or whatever but they add literally nothing that the public does not already know about the video (laughs) so uh travis and team then decide to show them some of their own uap footage i'm like guys what does this fucking matter also Mm -hmm. do that off camera like why do we just say like we showed them some of the footage from the last couple years just so they could have a frame of reference and then we went out and set up their shit you know so uh, a lot of time wasted in the beginning here but uh and eric you know is showing them their footage and again this just reeks of like confirmation bias here he's kind of doing the like now, doesn't that remind you of something? And they're like, yeah, that, that looks like our Tic Tac video and whatever. It's, you know, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's an orb shaped object that moves, seemingly moves in. It can change directions instantaneously, which we currently do not have the technology to do. Fine. We've known about this forever and and the government has two and whatever. It's like, but it's it, it doesn't uh, they're they're almost acting like these three guys are like really gnarly celebrity guests because they were on the ship that the Tic Tac happened probably 200 miles away from, you know, cause the jets are fucking flying super fast, but it's not like it was right over the craft or anything. They were just there mm-hmm. the video like everyone else did. But anyway, um, uh, and, and they're big on, they're big on how the, a characteristic of the, whether it's the Skinwalker Ranch UAPs or the Tic Tac, is that it doesn't seem to ever decelerate or accelerate. It seems to appear and disappear, which is kind of what I was saying before, right? Uh, and humans so far, unless you had some sort of perfect gravity well inside a gravity bubble, then humans would get smashed to smithereens. As soon right, as it has to force it all. enough to then turn, right? So um, 
it was kind of interesting. One of the one of the guys is like some of our shipmates had, you know, like a, a wide arrays of EMF detection equipment. And they're still under NDA, not allowed to talk about their EMF results, which is a kind of interesting in and of itself. Um, again, this this is like ghost sh- level ghost hunting shit is, is all about electromagnetic field uh, detection devices. But um, uh, clearly, and the implication is that there's something so interesting that the military still doesn't even want to release that information. So, uh, or it's too boring and it doesn't matter. But, um, and this is where Travis brings up that the fucking RF frequency has always been 1.6 for the last three years. I'm like, you didn't ever fucking mention that before. They then like show old clips, but I'm like, without the big numbers on the screen that they just started putting on the screen now, I, I don't know if those were actually 1.6. I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. that. But it's just like, okay. And then <sighs> headache strikes one of the UAP guys. And it's a big dramatic oh, yeah. commercial break. Um, uh, they shove him into the metal silo that now is acting as a Faraday cage, which I thought was kind of funny because uh, they put Travis in there. I think season two when he was right, getting that. Yeah. Head. Getting all was one. I feel like maybe that was one. I feel like that was late one. It's when he opened the fucking right sewer sinkhole, right? Right. And like, oh, got blast in the face. I got to go cover yeah, up. Like a damn goblin fart down there. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, the other guy's getting a bad headache and I'm like, oh, God, they're going to show Thomas's fucking X-ray. Again. <laughs> uh <laughs> So they stick him in there. Uh, the second, the next segment after it comes back from commercial opens up with Thomas, who is in the silo with him. <laughs> Cold open of the segment. Is it a pretty good pounding? <laughs> the X guy goes, "Oh yes, Daddy, it is." No, he's yeah, sure. oh, they're coming all over. <laughs> uh, lots of flashback drama here of uh, headaches of of Travis's headaches and Thomas's headaches, whatever. So, and then there's the fucking X ray again, but. Um, Travis uh, said, now what Jason is describing sounds a lot like microwave exposure. And uh, they're also getting Geiger counter spikes, which is interesting because they're, you know, radiation's happening. And ultimately when they all freak out, only Thomas goes to help Jason. The rest of them are like, they're all in the command center inside. And <laughs> Travis is like, come on, get the hell out there. Let's get the spectrum analyzer. Let's get eyes on the sky. <laughs> it's like, they want to mm-hmm. see if, oh, like who cares about this headache? We want to see if something's about to happen outside, which is fair for sure. But yeah, which is funny where they're like, oh, who cares about this guy? <laughs> just fucking run out and <laughs> start measuring shit. But fudge uh, him. They're they're waiting for Jason to calm the fuck down so they can question him because Tom, you know, Travis is like, now ultimately all that matters is that everyone in health and safety. This is where it cuts away to uh Thomas and Candace. Tom and Candace, sorry, it's annoying when there's two Toms, but uh Tom and Candace, uh also Tom's beard is in full effect. He's got the the full Dorsch Corner beard here, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but they are with a deputy sheriff from Duchesne County Sheriff's Department, <laughs> twelve miles off the ranch, and he tells a story of interesting, kind of like uh, uh, echoes of like Mothman style stuff. But he's he says that a lady uh, reported in the past few years uh, that a drone was was quote looking in her windows repeatedly, and it would like leave and then come back a few minutes later. Um, and so, uh, someone calling you from Instagram, someone doing a video chat. Yeah. Oh, probing ancient alien. Oh, that's on my thing now too. Uh, your egg soldiers. Yeah. That's the old T fury crowd. Okay. Uh, and that was a butt dial. They said, so, um, anyway, uh, so he tells a story, uh, uh, and so then he goes out to check on this lady and her family. And they're in like a nice, you know, farmhouse kind of looks like in the middle of nowhere. But uh, 
goes to check and he doesn't see a drone, but he does see two telephone poles down the street in front of her house. This he's in a blinding light that had no, there was no discernible craft emitting it or technology emitting it. It was just a blinding white light. It then rose up after about 10 minutes and started traveling west. He follows it in his truck for 20 to 25 miles till the road runs out. And then he just sees it fly over the horizon. He never loses sight of it. It never disappears. And I'm like, and and so Tom is like, that's the same behavior as the one on ranch. I'm like, well, it's being like having it appear for a split second and capturing blurry footage as cool as that is sometimes is different than a human being able to track it for probably 40 minutes of driving and having, mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a bit more, that's a much more like John Keelian style story of like, Oh, the fucking, you know, the, this, this, this blue orb of light chased these two people down the a road in point pleasant for seven miles, you know, <laughs> like never. Right. That's a little different than like, Oh shit, we shot a rocket. And then we saw this white orb for five seconds, you know, oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> but, um, uh, well, you tell these people to stop by down. I just, I have it. Just popped up again. Oh my god, dude! They, they claim it's a butt-down, but then it's not. Okay. Uh, now, they're just, now they're just chatting. So, uh, anyway, but um, uh, cuts to uh, commercial. Well, sorry, Jason feels normal again. The the UAPX guy who had the headache. So he feels normal, and they're back in the command center to talk more shop. The plan is to take them out to the triangle area and have them set up all their equipment. So their equipment is, is like super gnarly. It's called Osiris is the, um, uh, acronym. And the guy explains, it's like operational. Da, 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 da. And he's like, uh, it's better to just call it Osiris. And Eric thinks that's a fucking hoot. I've, I've never seen him laugh on the show, but he's like science guy, shop talk laugh. And he's just like, <laughs> like he's totally cracking up. It's funny, but uh, you can see him vibrating like from his chest laughing. Oh, he's stuff. vibing. It, but also this equipment just seems like the same equipment that they already set up last episode. It's mm-hmm. solar power, gnarly 360 degree, multiple filtered cameras, right? Like high, di- they're basically, these are like game cameras on steroids. They're just like gnarly game cameras that are meant to detect multiple spectrums of light and super fast, like super uh, uh, high speed objects, right? They're, they're literally set up to catch UAP, which is why they're called that. The team is called that. So um, Travis sends uh, Caleb and the boys out to the South field where they've seen all the UAPs in the sky before Tom and Candace are on rocket watch duty and the rest of the team, the core group goes to launch rockets for the thousandth time. So, uh, and, and you know, it's weird. Dragon repeats the exact same description, not exact, but he's like, Travis goes, now the UAPX team has 360 cameras. They're high frame rate. They have this, like he just names all the tech. Cool. Great. And then dragon goes, I mean, all this equipment is literally set up to catch high speed objects. They have 360 degree cameras. They're high. Fr-. And I'm like, why are you fucking telling? Like who cares? You know, but he kind of seems to have like a this season a slightly smaller role on the show, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's because of feedback or, or because <laughs> he's not a scientist and he's not going to bring anything new to the table anyway. I guess so. right. Um, but uh, talking head, Travis, you know, uh, uh, comes on. He's like, this kind of research could have huge implication for the entire world regarding UAP. Is like the data they would gather, right? And it's funny, like I noticed it at the very end of season two. And then in the first episode of season three, like there's lots of this like uh, repetition of 
that they're providing a huge service or that the whole world is watching. It's like, it's almost like they're selling what they're doing too much. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. why they need to, but they basically keep repeating. We're not Robert Bigelow. We're, we're showing the world our stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but you've been doing that for three years. So I don't know why it's like, yeah, we're watching the show. You know, it's very strange, but uh, it seems like they almost have to like fulfill that contractually or something like that. Or like we are ourselves, like Brandon wrote it and says, you know, the guys have to say this at least once per episode or something. Yeah, just bring it in. Um, but yeah, first rocket goes off. Boom. Two seconds before the UAP guys throwing his hands up in the air like a dad. I'm going to finish. I will finish. <laughs> Look, ruined orgasm. Took my yeah. hands off. <laughs> uh, well, he's like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like, I got nothing. I got nothing. And, and they're yelling at Travis. Travis is, and Travis's <laughs> very scientific response. He's like, something's nuking it. <laughs> but... Uh, uh osiris is back up and running they set up rocket number two uh and then oh there's a weird little continuity error here where they show a shot of caleb in one position around the equipment and then they immediately cut to what's supposed to be because the sound is going the same sound is going over the two shots he has his hat off in the first shot and his bald hair looks disturbing it looks like he has bad like cancer falling out hair like it's very patchy and looks like kind of a crazy clown. Right. They show up for a couple seconds. And then, uh, but then they cut to the next, the next cut is literally while Travis is talking in the background, it cuts in Caleb's next to the truck with his hat on. So kind of like, it's like the only time I've seen a true continuity error where it's like, Oh, like right. totally. It's like the group somehow teleported over there. Oh, they fudged it. Second rocket goes off. The exact same thing happens again. Power just gets cut to the Osiris unit. So we get another good shoot from Travis, but the Osiris is fucked. It's not gathering any data. Now, to be fair, later in the episode, which is kind of funny, they don't say it earlier because I think it would ruin the tension. Later on, he's like, oh, Eric's got a shit ton of data, more data than he knows what to do with because the rockets themselves are at least equipped with payloads of tech. Like they're Stuff. at least, tra- yeah. yeah, they have cameras, they have whatever. So it's at least, they, ha- they have some of their bases covered, but it'll be interesting to see if those got messed up too or it's just osiris but um uh the guy running it is like pissed because this never happens i believe him like they don't you don't set something like this up and then have janky power issues right so right as much this this thing is set up as a mobile unit so i'm sure they have their power figured out so um travis says the phrase we're gonna launch a rocket right now and then the shit immediately goes down for a third time Travis starts freaking out. He's like, I look UAP right there. He's like, get out here, y'all. Come on. Like, he's freaking out in this white orb in the sky. And to your point earlier, it is another white orb, but it's blurry. All we get is another shaky close, like a, a shaky zoom close up. Yeah, it, was, it was just so frustrating because it's like, again, you guys are, you pull back, it's super clear. You zoom right. in, it's just not. And I know zooming in, you're not going to get the cleanest, but I feel like right. at least showing it, try to auto focus or something. It was just exactly. like straight up. Blur shot for three seconds. Back to them. Blur shot. Moving maybe it's the same bit. one for two seconds. Yeah. And and again, they apparently have the gnarly solar powered cameras in the same field that they're in because they're right in the triangle. Like, what did those capture on the three hundred and sixty degree fucking angle cameras that right. you you went you went to town about the, the the previous episode? It's like, why are we just getting the one camera guy shot? So anyway, right. Very frustrating. Uh, I mean, cool that it happened, but uh, but anyway, so 
uh, Travis is like, again, freaking out. That's brilliantly bright, dude. Someone get your ass over here with a spectrum analyzer. Come on, look at the sky, y'all. And so they're, they're starting to measure it. Uh, I don't think we ever get like what, if it was that 1.6 gigahertz thing or whatever, but uh, the Osiris guy is looking in disbelief because now that now there's all this chaos happening, right? Because the equipment's down again and, and somebody's like, uh, I think Thomas, you can hear him kind of next to the truck because the shot is of the guy in the truck with the equipment mm-hmm. and you can see Thomas and he's like, oh, Travis just said to Caleb, da, da, da. and then the guy in the truck just goes, hoorah. <laughs> like he's like looking at disbelief at like the equipment. He's like, Oh Hurrah. shit. <laughs> Cause I guess they were old Marines or Navy yeah. or whatever. Hurrah. Um, yeah, they were oh, old uh, students of the Pacino school of acting, <laughs> AKA Navy. Men. Yeah. Um, Navy beans, Navy. Navy's a good color. Uh, so now he says, uh, all right, I'm going to have to jury rig it, right? So uh, new rocket is already ready. And then the touchscreen loses all functionality. He's like, I can't do anything. He's touching it. Nothing's happening. So, and and this is, again, they didn't show how he and Thomas have it like a backup power jury rig. So it would have been cooler if they said, so Thomas rigged up two wires directly to the unit so that even if the one power source did, it is impossible for this thing to turn off, you know, or whatever. And I would have been cool. Now I know. And and so then it's as if the phenomena, which again would be a more interesting series of events, it seems as though the phenomena is now, well, if I can't turn it off, I'll still brick the unit and make it so you can't do anything with it. You know what I mean? I'll just, right. I'll just lock it up, right? And that's cool if that's exa- actually what happened. But um, anyway, they launch, they launch more rockets. I think they launched eight in total. Uh, and the thing, and this is where they said, this thing just keeps having problems, right, as they launch more rockets. So again, this this whole area, which is like the climax of the whole fucking episode, is very unclear and edit, edited very sloppily so that you can't really tell what's going on. And that totally goes against what Brandon's whole goal, which is that we want people right. to know exactly what's going on here and not deceive anyone and blah, blah, blah. So um, Travis makes the very obvious statement. He's like... I have a suspicion that all this UAP stuff, whether it's, you know, elsewhere or it's here, I think it's connected. It's like, okay. I, yeah. I feel like he's being fed lines this season because. Oh, yeah. Just trying to be like, okay, you got to be on top of just drill home all the weird shit and connectedness and blah, blah, exactly. blah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm sure criticisms were like, oh, we need more emotion in the show. Like the fucking producers or something. I'm sure. Yeah. We're right. But tease that hair out. Uh, <laughs> taller, Travis, taller. Hi, hi. Think high thought, high thought. Uh, um but uh so manager matt uh jim morris i kept forgetting his name so i wrote it down this episode he brings Corey. he's the local ute tribesman uh he has some stories it's cool that he's been on the land you know his family's been on the land for thousands of years but there's nothing new here right and so the only new story he tells is a similar i mean it's not similar but it's similar in terms of that it's orbs or lights in the sky so he was working at uh, I think he said like a homeless shelter or a health clinic or something close by and the power went out and the, the TV started pixelating and the power went out. So he goes outside and he sees red, blue, a, a red light, a blue light and a green light all kind of in succession horizontally with each other mm-hmm. hovering above the building. It's about 25 feet in the air and uh, the lights hung out there for like 30 minutes, you know, and it's, it's interesting because there are lots of reports from the decades of various like UFO flaps of this exact kind of thing. And like the more active people 
uh, you know, guys that can do four minute miles. They, no. you know, active uh, myself. No, but uh, uh, the more active people that like try to interact with the lights, they usually get lots of color changes with the lights. And it's, it's kind of funny again, kind of, kind of filling in the gaps of like, we as humans think of red as like evil or angry or stressful or whatever. And then blue, like the there's calm colors and warm colors, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times the lights will start off like blue, green and white. And then when people start throwing something at it or yelling at it or whatever, they'll turn red and then they fucking pass out. Oh, you know what I mean? So yeah. Like, it's like, is that actually why we think those things or is that pulling out from our collective unconscious that we would, it's representing, Oh, if it's reacting to your negativity, maybe that's how it thinks you picking up on your energy, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was no sound. Uh, he also says this was a ship, even though he said he couldn't see any um, craft around it. It was just lights, right? So 30 minutes into it, the lights just click off and disappear, basically. Or he, see, he said it was like a light switch, and it just was gone. So um, this is where he says the elders uh, encourage you not to talk about this kind of shit. He does say that there are some pretty cool... Well, Candace, you know, which is cool because she never gets to use her archaeology expertise. And so she's like, aren't there some, she's like, do you know of any interesting petroglyphs? Cause I've heard there were a lot around the area, but we're not local. So blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's a cool question. Kind of out of the blue or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> Corey says, Hey, you got to go up to McCumkey ranch. <laughs> 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 and I had the subtitles on. It's like C U M K Y. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the cum key. Um, but, uh, uh, he says, he says there are some carvings out there that look humanoid and then some other figures within those carvings that look what he would say would describe as kind of alien. So um, they're bringing Brandon in the office again to give him the rundown of everything that happened. I, I don't know why these segments can't just be a quick mention. Like they just talk about the same thing that happened. I don't know why like, reality show I've ultimately reality shows I've ultimately realized are all about recapping things like right. always taking time to recap even within the same segment where I'm just like as if people are co- they're constantly thinking that people are just changing channels like every half a second or something or just yeah you just don't know when you're going to catch them at the right time and right it's like yeah. oh my god you guys so uh I don't care about Brandon's reaction I know that he fucking runs the show literally so I'm sure that's why uh he's at least in office like he's flying in you know uh wasting a lot of gas and being bad for the environment but uh yeah He's flying in, he's there, uh, and he, but he is stoked that former military witnesses of the Tic Tac are saying that what they saw is a similar phenomena, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, Dragon tells him about the fucking headache incident and whatever, and Brandon's, Brandon's starting to also juice up the emotion of this whole, of this whole thing. He's like, that seems insidious. I mean, I've been, yeah, told, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been told by military person or not, personnel that before I own this ranch, that they had such disturbing experiences that they refused to ever come back. And I, I think this points to malevolent intent, you know? Yeah. I love that movie, the insidious series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and tra- it cuts the commercial and Travis, you can tell Travis doesn't want to kind of go- leap that far and feed into right. it. You know, uh, he's like, he's like, but you know, we have to ask, is this like malicious from mankind's perspective or from kind of an outside perspective? And Brandon's like, they're not fighting, but Brandon's like, well, can, he says this entire, I'm kind of paraphrasing. He's like, well, can you ascribe these events by connecting aerial phenomena with medical issues and electromagnetic events, radioactive events? And, and he's like, and they're, these are like targeting individuals, you know? And I'm like, he's not wrong, but 
he seems like he's like he's champing at the bit for something and so travis is trying to remain scientific and he's like certainly not all of them brandon we can't rule that out and whatever but uh they both have points right but it's like hey let's let's keep the scientific method going you know like that's the whole point and so right this, this reeks of the uh like the fake argument about digging in season one episode one you know? yeah but um, cause there is still no logical explanation that we know of. Cause Travis is like, we do not have technology that could do any of this. He's like, this is basically science fiction technology. If it was technology and they're all kind of starting to theorize, they're trying to, to all even Travis culminate towards the, the, the theory that there is a portal slash like wormhole up there. And that's, what's mm-hmm. this weird shit. But as Travis points out, he's like, nobody fucking knows technically how a wormhole would look, act, behave, whatever, you know Like we've never, yeah seen one or interacted with one yet we've only seen a black hole and then theoretically those can wormhole somewhere else but we've never done it right so only uh only tars and uh murph's dad have what it's like to go into (laughs) within uh, yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, i've got all the data here ready to be back <laughs> I can't believe I pulled out Tars. I was like, I yeah. was like what would the fuck was it? The stupid yeah. blocks. Because it was Tars, and then there's another. Yeah, one of them that two, like, betrayed them or something, right? Or like, no, no, he was fine. He just blew up, got blown up while trying to fix the robot that the guy oh, uh, that's booby right. trapped. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Who was betraying them? Uh, yes. Yeah, the guy that booby trapped them was Data. Uh, See, yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah, Brandon is like getting antsy here. <laughs> he's like, he's like. I want to up the ante immediately. I want to proceed. What is our next steps? You know, because now he's like, is he trying to act cool? Like we have to get revenge for targeting military folks. Like they can't target my military folks. Kind of weird vibe. But uh, Travis suggests this is a very strange suggestion. I think because <laughs> they're like, we have to get something up there that can measure this fucking thing. And I'm like, that's cool. Like I agree, but I feel like there's way better ideas than all the ones that they <laughs> suggest. Right. Uh, Travis suggests putting a small airplane up there that can monitor the region above the triangle. And I'm like, you guys already took helicopters up there twice and had issues. Like why not put a fucking drone up there? Like get a military drone that can fly 10,000 feet above sea level or something. Get a private contractor that makes it like, why do you want to continue to put people up there and endanger them up there to the point where it's because when you have a human up there, now you have to fulfill on the rule that you've set for yourself, the safety rule that if things go sideways and someone's not comfortable that they abort. And it's like, that's not very uh, conducive to getting the data you want. Right. Cause right. worst case, the drone fucking falls out of the sky and that's data in and of itself because a drone shouldn't fail like that or whatever. Right. But yeah. Uh, anyway, Brandon's like, I like this idea. Let's proceed immediately. Let's get those resources and proceed immediately. Um, and we, we finish out with Brandon, like starting to try to set like a, a maniacal pace for these investigations, you know? So mm-hmm. like this could be good for the show. Cause it shows, <laughs> it does show, uh, in the preview for the next episode, uh, that there is a, there is a plane driven by a female, uh, pilot and Eric seems to be the only one up there with her. At least that's all the camera showed. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminded me of your wedding, with uh, your former roommate Matt and the attractive female that he would that he would never have danced with anyone like that in his life, right? And but there's that, enough energy, and he wasn't <laughs> drunk, but they were, right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, Eric and this like cute young female pilot are uh, up there together in antics and Sue, but uh, hopefully, no Louis C.K. 
Uh, right. Suzy came in to take character based off of Suzy's uh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he acts like, if you're going to act like a pig, I'm going to animate you like one, okay? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it pretty much, it, it ends with Brandon's voiceover going, we have to figure this thing the fuck out now. Like he's like getting yeah. irritated about it. It's, it's inter- interesting. The next episode <laughs> is titled Inner I-N-N-E-R Fear dash ents. <laughs> fear ents. Fear. It's, it's episode three of season three of the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. But uh, yeah, that's it. It's it's. I don't know. I don't know. I I the the pacing, the energy of the show, faster and I think a little better overall than season two. They're mm-hmm. not like dicking around with stuff the whole time. But now this is becoming like this is becoming like. Donald Trump's supposedly edited version of Bloodsport that edits out everything but the fight scenes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, well, I kind of want to see, you know, why uh, Frank Dukes is defending this guy or, you know what I mean? Shit like that. But uh, right. not just the fights, but yeah, uh, not, yeah it's like, uh, you can't have other kinds of content where it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah we save that for, the up, yeah. Yeah. but uh, Hey, but I still like the stories, but, uh, uh, anyway, but yeah, I'll be interested to see. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like they're they're They seem to be understandably. They seem to be, uh, accepting that the core of this phenomena is at that mile mark above the triangle. Right. But part of me is like, if the phenomena is what people for millennia have experienced, it is. What if it's just fucking with them this whole time? You know what I mean? What if it's let it's it's, it's leading them on a uh, to a red herring all this time? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're putting so much effort into flying up there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. But uh. Anyway, it'll be interesting. Uh. Oh, I was gonna ask that because I, I was in my head. I was thinking of cloaked technology. What if there's something cloaked up there? Cloaked. Uh, have you have you watched? I haven't yet. Everyone says it's good, but uh, have you watched the new Predator prequel? That movie called Prey that everyone seems to like. Yeah, that one. Everyone's shitting their pants. I thought it was like fairly good. Um. Well, I don't well, know. No, I wasn't in love with it, but it was fine. Again, if you're looking for just an actiony movie, it's like cool. And it's and it's the sad thing is that if if it was like hey this is Steve's review of Prey like hey the action was solid the acting was solid I give this a solid B out of you know A plus or whatever right that's how it works right yeah <laughs> exactly B out of an A uh, but uh, you would be like oh you're not you're not promoting a female indigenous person led movie you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's, which is why everyone is sh- it's why everyone shit their pants over Miss Marvel like right. everyone I've talked to is like uh, it was fine like it was whatever you know it's it's like marvel it's entertaining whatever and th- but then it, if you went on twitter you would think that it literally was better than citizen kane and the godfather part two and like all this right. too like well and someone marvel who, ever produced i'm like oh my god come on guys there's like an instagram account that is like legit into movies and all these things and they're like it was it's almost as good if not better than the first one and they're like that's saying a lot i'm like so that's what made me actually want to watch it. And he called out a scene that was pretty crazy, but I'm like, I don't, I definitely wouldn't say it's as good as the first one by like a long shot. Right. Right. Yeah, no sexual like, dinosaurs in there. <laughs> hello. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, it's on Hulu, so I guess it's worth watching. Oh no, there was my, you got a big, <laughs> my, you got a big, cause he does the echo joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be it for us tonight. <laughs> We're hungry for skin Walker ranch. It's uh, yum time lunch yes. somewhere. Uh, I'm going to do my little 
effect here. You can follow us on Instagram at Probing Ancient Aliens, on Twitter at Probing Aliens. Uh, follow us at Puckfuckers on Instagram for disc golf content. Galore, P-U-T-T-P-H-U-K-E-R-Z. And on TikTok, without vowels spelled the old way, I'll let you figure it out. You have to listen to old episodes. Even I could have explained it by now, but I won't. Uh, get over to, to com and get your Ancient Aliens, probably Ancient Aliens merch, disc golf disc, disc golf apparel with exclusive art by our friends, and head over to patreon.com. We are recording live all episodes all the time, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle Yo podcast coming up. Patreon.com slash probing Ancient Aliens for exclusive podcast every single month for only five bucks a month or more. And like, subscribe, and give us a review. Give us nice reviews, five-star reviews. And other than that, I'm going to put my thumb up my asshole. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.